0: I try to keep this thing as light as possible, considering. You know, I'm not going to spend every week talking about the wounds I've seen or all the mutations. Just the truly spectacular ones, like Jarek. He doesn't have a face. Or like the organic gardener who's training me, or who was training me. He has two elbows on his left arm. He can really hold on to a bushel of corn. I think it's called a bushel. I don't go into all the deaths, either. I heard that most of the crew of the Liberty One was forced to leave the area. The last anyone saw, they were marching towards Arizona. And we can be pretty sure that the people there are living off of them. Although, not in the way they might have feared. I feel bad for making fun of them before, and I feel bad for the way I kind of made fun of them just now. I certainly won't go into all the beheadings of whisperers and suspected whisperers around the Southland. You've seen the heads with their lips sewn shut or with W's carved on their forehead even though they aren't human in the way that we understand that, they still leave human corpses. There's always something wrong when there are human corpses on display. I didn't mention how the floodwaters washed out Gabrielle Peña Flores' cat house, or as most people know it, the one cat house. The place where a bag of rice was your ticket to paradise, and how sorely we miss her and all her employees. Why was there only one? I guess because nobody uses money anymore, and there's still plenty of supplies for everyone. Now I'm wondering why there was a cat house at all, and why we called it a cat house. Maybe the customer and the employee both liked something about that relationship, That has nothing to do with money. Anyway, how horrifying is the prospect of dating in this day and age. You'd have to go out in the daytime. And if you stayed over until dark, you'd have to spend the whole night. I hope Gabrielle rebuilds soon. I didn't talk about the toothache I had either. I didn't bring up the solar-powered drones that fly too low during rainy season and end up crashing into houses, or the people who drone on and on about loved ones from their former lives. That's what I don't talk about. You hear that stuff all the time, either from the outside or from inside your own head. Sometimes the whisperers put it there, but sometimes it comes from wherever thoughts come from. Try to give you a break from all that, but it's hard this week. It seems like fear is taking over the underground. Fear is when you're walking through a dark room. It's nighttime, so you're barefoot. You're walking along, and then you remember the couch, and you think about hitting your big toe on the edge of it. You think about the pain at the front of the toenail. The pain at the back of the toenail, the pain in the middle of the toenail where it might pull away from the toe meat, the pain that somehow hovers above the toenail, you know you won't be able to walk it off, and it won't matter if you sit down or if you lie down or if you roll around on the floor. Suddenly the room changes. The couch is everywhere. The couch covers the entire room, and the couch is all corners couch is a dodecahedron, and all of its corners want to meet your big toe, or they want to get in between your regular toes and that pinky toe. It's hopeless, but you have to get across the room, and while the couch with infinite corners spins in your mind, you bang your shin against the coffee table. That's fear. I'd like to talk to you for a minute, I'm not timing this about that fear. It's running rampant here in the underground. They think the authority is planning a move. So they're taking their planned attack forward. It's an emergency. Everyone keeps saying, it's an emergency. I'm not normally bothered by emergencies. One thing I've learned about myself through all of this, And I used to be ashamed of it. Well, first I was proud of it, then I was ashamed. I'm kind of a nihilist. I kept waiting and waiting to feel the weight of the world that we lost, till I realized that that world didn't matter very much to me. (laughs) It's kind of a shame that I'm one of the few left who can tell you about it. Anyway, whatever happens, I'm usually fine this is going to be harder to get out of. I'm Part of one of the assault teams, instead of indoor gardening, which was not working out, I've been made a future hero. This involves some kind of basic training. It's not like the movies about that at all. We don't really have the room to do all that marching, and it's not entirely necessary for guerrilla warfare. Training is pretty easy if you let the insults roll over you. And I usually do. What bothers me is the mission. I can't describe it. But I don't think it's going to go that well. I brought this up with my commander, the pair. We talked about it at length. He was pretty reasonable about my fears, about all my concerns and the mission will go forward with no alteration. I didn't expect to get so involved with whatever has been going on here, and now I'm kind of part of it. Even though we're called future heroes, I don't feel like I'm going to be heroic. I do feel that I could easily be killed. That's a new position for me. I always try to be the one who watches what happens and then reflects on it. I guess you can't always have it your way, And considering how long I've lasted past the end of the world without having any serious problems, I should say I've been lucky. But I don't feel like saying that. Still, I can't help hoping that this turns out alright for me. We should know by next week. Well, as I said, I've spent most of my time in training these last few weeks. There wasn't much entertainment here to begin with, but we did do something I don't think it was meant to be, but it was kind of fun. One of our leaders found an old computer with a store of digital photos. He went through them and put on a slideshow for us. He said it was to remind us of the kind of world we're fighting for. Of course, I'm old enough to remember digital photos and the reasons that there were so many. I had a friend named Carla. She was very uh, successful. I mean, all she did was work. She would always say that her career and her house, she always described in great detail and she was always changing and adding to. She always said that those things weren't important. What was important was making happy memories to reflect back on in old age. She was always doing things with her husband and then with her kids. She would take a picture of what they did and then label the picture another happy future memory, or well, maybe it was another future happy memory. She did it so often that she started numbering them. Happy future memory 46, and so on. The photos weren't memories, though. I always imagined her as an old woman going through them and maybe like reordering them. Number 46 might have happened earlier than number 58, but number 58 might have been happier in retrospect. So she would organize them by happiness instead of chronologically. Maybe she would change back and forth. I also wondered what would happen if she lived long enough to lose her actual memory. After the calamities, I thought I'd never find out. Uh, Most of the digital stuff was lost. Now it seems we can retrieve some of it. Uh, Most of it was just junk. Just like Carla's future memories. But the other rebels, a lot of them are teenagers. They seem to love it. And when there's only a little bit of junk left, it can start to seem precious. There were some weird ones. Lots of pictures of tattoos. The ones that struck me were a series of women. I think they were tattooed on men's arms, or one man's arms. They were attractive, I mean, busty, women. They were wearing normal clothes, and they had normal hair, but they had clown faces. The women all had clown faces. What did that mean? Was this man saying that uh, women were clowns? That they were not to be taken seriously? Was he saying that women were clowns because uh, women were kind of scary, like clowns? Was it something else? The word clown also used to mean to make a fool of uh, someone who had embarrassed you. You would say they had clowned you. Were these tattoos, were they pictures of women that had clowned him? Why would he save them on his arm? Why would he save them on his arm and as a picture? That, that's what I liked about the old world. Even though it could be, or even though we tried to digitize and organize it, it could never be fully understood. Some part of the world, no matter how much information we had about it, always got away from us. I'm not sure what's going to happen with this attack. It could mean a change to our show format. I've been showing the pair how to record and copy the tapes. I've even given him some bonus material. I did make recordings that I wanted to leave in case I died. Those are not as much fun as shows I've done in the past. What I'm hoping is that I'll be back and I can let you know more about what's been going on. We could be entering a new era, either without the Authority or with the Authority's brutal reprisals. We'll find out together. This has been the World's Last Podcast.